Hello, hello. This week on Dear Lovely Universe, our featured guest speaker is Serban Groza. This episode is for you if you would like to learn more about releasing trauma, creating healthy relationships, and more. Before we get into the episode, I want to announce that Serban and I have partnered to bring you an exciting giveaway. Stay until the end to find out what's in it and how to enter. Also, another exciting announcement. Remember how I mentioned that I wanted to create a way to monetize Dear Lovely Universe without a Patreon or hosting ads in the show? Well, I just added merchandise to my website, www.kaylinfood.com. You can purchase bags, jewelry, hoodies, mugs, a journal, and more. If you have any ideas of things that you'd like to add, you're more than welcome to share your input with me on Instagram. Back to the episode. In Serban's words, here's how he describes himself. My journey started back in 2015 when I had my first kundalini activation happen spontaneously after a meditation. After this activation, I got involved over the years in many energetic practices, such as tantra yoga, wujigong, which is a branch of tai chi, and shaking meditation. While also being in law school and studying in order to get a bachelor degree in law. Since 2016, I have dedicated myself to helping others feel more empowered and fulfilled through embracing their spiritual nature. Every human being has a beautiful light within just waiting to shine, but external stresses can often block us from unlocking our full potential. As a skilled energy healer, I work with you to dive deep and explore, unleashing your true vibrancy and joy. Hi, Serban. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I'm really excited to get into this conversation. I think it's going to be a good one. So please tell listeners more about you and your background. Well, basically, today I'm a therapist, but um, at my root foundation, I have a bachelor degree in law. I have a master's degree in international law. So I'm pretty much a down-to-earth type of guy. But at some point, while being in law school, I developed some severe uh, depression issues and anxiety and so on. And um, spirituality and the idea of being, uh, of going to my inner self and finding my root problems actually was the solution and the escape for me. And today I, I do actually what uh, I used to do with myself back when I needed healing the most. So uh, out of my internal process, these days I guide people into, into healing, into improving, into, into being able to finally have a good day. That's amazing. It sounds like you had a challenging some challenging times before and now you're giving people support that you needed or yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. It, it was very, very challenging, but um, I think it was needed. I mean, I take, um, I'm very, very grateful for the power that I have today because I know that I, I give and I actually send power to my clients and to everyone mm-hmm. that I come in contact with. So, yeah, I think that even though you could put uh, 
you put me into you could put me into the category of being a therapist i think that i'd like to con to consider myself a walking energy healer meaning that i just want to send um those vibes of healing to everyone that i have the opportunity to be around so mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing that's yeah. incredible so i really want to talk about trauma today yeah so you mentioned that there's phases that the body goes through could you yeah. tell me more about what are those phases well right before you understanding that you have a trauma because that's like the first initial phase you become basically addicted to some ways of coping with that trauma so basically once the trauma has been formed you start looking for a way in order to cope with your trauma and those addictions might uh, manifest in your relationships might become like oral types of addictions like you need to smoke drink eat so the the satisfying of the mouth it's a very very internal it's an internal process because it's very much related to you communicating your own inner pain and that's your inner pain and it's a way to be able to be expressed via your own mouth so yeah i think that firstly you become addicted then you just have this glimpse of understanding that your addictions are not working anymore so even though you might uh, you might smoke that one pack a day you still have that inner profound pain in yourself and um for most of my clients i mean i i say this from the experience of being a therapist um uh, it happens for so many of them to not be able to find a coping mechanism anymore and that's like the phase of you starting to understand the fact that you need a healthy way in which you could uh, heal your own issues and um yeah once you understand that you have a root problem that might need some fix there are so many ways in which you could uh, in which you, that you could approach basically minor way and the way that i teach my clients is the way of the body basically we don't work with with the mind and i am i don't put that much focus on your story meaning that okay your story might be beautiful and you might look for understanding in your story and i could give that to you but the idea is that if you just talk about it if you just like try to understand it from a chinese medicine point of view you're still keeping the majority of your energy right here in your brain as basically you try to understand the processes of your body with your brain so basically your brain tries to heal the trauma but the understanding that that must come out of this is that um, your trauma actually um, attaches itself your body to your muscular system to your uh, bones and so on so basically the adrenaline response uh, that uh, comes out of the trauma is ingrained in your mass in your muscular system in your bones and so on so basically you might understand the story of your trauma and you might uh, heal the story 
but your body will still be traumatized. So um, I have, uh, it's very interesting for me to work with women because women have the best uh, eye in terms of detecting traumas because as a woman, you need to uh, just look for that safe space in your environment, but also in the persons that are near or around you. And um, it's interesting because so many of my clients tell me that they don't trust their partners anymore because uh, they can feel the fact that they still have stress and inner trauma in their bodies. So you might understand your trauma at a mental level, but your body might have uh, some very, very weird reactions, like you might start shaking when you are very, very stressed. So that's a response of your nervous system trying to cope with that uh, deeply grained, ingrained type of trauma. So um, whenever we meet a very, very traumatized person, our first response is to back off because that person is filled with adrenaline. That person doesn't give us a sense of safety. And uh, if the person is very, very traumatized and uh, she doesn't or he doesn't know how to, how to use that adrenaline in a safe way, they might become a danger to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. women have a very, very good eye at seeing those um, dysregulations your nervous system. Because um, I asked, for example, one of my friends, why don't you trust that guy? Well, she says, well, because she, he has the, those uh, gestures with his eyes or he just clenches when he's angry. So that's just a pure example of adrenaline that was not processed in a correct way. And thus you still hold your past in your present moment. Thus you are not present with her and thus she cannot uh, trust you that you are a vibrational match for this moment in time. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to releasing traumas stored in our bodies, what would that look like? Now, this is the slippery slope when it comes to healing. Because I've been seeing persons that have been on this healing journey for 20 plus years, and they are still healing and they are still uh, caught in that, part, in that paradigm that you must heal yourself, that there is something wrong about you and you must heal it. And indeed, there are some techniques that will help. will help to like manage your anger or to discharge that electric uh, response to trauma the shaking meditation that i've been doing for like five years is a very very good method in these terms but for example i'll give you my personal example just for you to understand the fact that sometimes a method might not help you at all so basically in my life i had just i could say one big trauma which was the trauma of neediness so basically, in my romantic uh, relationships, I was a very, very needy guy. And uh, I tried very, very 
I tried many techniques in order to be able to heal this trauma because I sensed that there was some traumatic event in my past that was making me needy. So I thought that I had to, to heal it. And I've tried most of the techniques that are now available to us. I mean, I tried energy healing, light language healing, shamanic healing. I went to a trauma release therapist, so with shaking and so on. And my trauma for neediness and my needs uh, that were uh, like, they, they were fueling my uh, neediness. They were not disappearing. And um, in this moment, we'll just get a little bit spiritual because I asked my inner guides, why isn't this trauma healing? I mean, I've did everything. I've done everything in my power. Why isn't it healing? And um, their response was like, if you, if, you, if you have tried everything, like literally everything, and it's not working, why do you think it's a problem? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I started think- thinking that, yeah, it might not be a problem. And I asked them, uh, what's the lesson from this? And they said, well, for example, the idea of our spiritual ascension is to become unconditional lovers for humanity. And this idea of being an unconditional lover for everyone is, is very, very strong. And it's our goal as humanity. But you become an unconditional lover with everyone else only if you are a conditional lover with yourself. Now, in order for you to be able to love yourself unconditionally, you should have something that it's hard to be loved. Because if you are perfect, you are just easy to be loved. But if you have that one point that aches and that it's filled with pain and that you cannot love that's your challenge and that's like the exercise that you have to perform in order to develop that sense of um, self-love because the end goal of any release is self-love so basically there are some traumas in our lives that cannot be healed just because they are placed in our soul just for us to be able to become unconditional lovers for ourselves. Meaning that if you are able to smile at yourself, to love your own neediness, to learn to, learn to love your uh, insecurities, to learn to love uh, your inner gaps. Now in those moments, you actually start loving the darkness of yourself, of what you are. You start loving those holes of pain. So um, you become an unconditional lover for yourself. And then when you meet someone, it's easy for you to just stand in front of their pain Mm -hmm. and to hug them energetically, even though they might have multiple traumas and lots of pains. And this is the gift of the trauma because I have, I have a client and she's, um, she's a very mature woman and she told me, I'm just sick of this. I don't want to heal anymore. What should I do? And I told her, I don't think you are supposed to heal yourself right now. I think that 
I think that the way in which we heal today as, as a humanity is the way in which we should have been uh, raised as children. Meaning that the phase of healing for us as a humanity is very, very feminine right now. So we have been in those uh, masculine cycles of existence. Now we are getting a little bit more feminine. Meaning that the way we heal is via a feminine attitude. Now the biggest expression of femininity is the motherhood, but it's, it's not related to a, child, to a child, to having children. You can be a mother as a woman, but also you could give the energy of motherhood as a man too. So basically, when I tell my clients to become unconditional lovers for themselves, is the follow, I give them the following example. Just imagine that your inner trauma is like a crying babe, a small crying babe. Now, you cannot tell that crying baby to stop uh, crying. You cannot give him some exercise to perform. You cannot give him some energy healing because he might just continue crying. Mm -hmm. So he won't respond to any of those techniques that we are so accustomed to, to using. But if you just uh, sit next to him and you just hold him nicely and you breathe with his cries, if you just are able to breathe while he's discharging his own pain, he will just calm down naturally. His nervous system, because it's a new type of a nervous system, will calm down naturally and easily. Mm -hmm. so this is the way in which we heal ourselves mostly in these days we treat our own pains like a mother should should treat her child not by telling him what to do not by telling him that it's wrong to cry not by giving him a fix or a solution for his pain but just staying with him just hosting his inner pain yeah that's such yeah. a I'm trying to find the best word but i guess calming or safe way to look at it because we always hear things that we could do to change and stuff like that but sometimes it's not always about changing, but embracing what we do yeah. have. Yeah. And I see this mm -hmm. with women. It's very, very interesting because like 90% of my clients are women. And that's because probably I have lots of feminine energy. And I think that my main gifts in this lifetime are of feminine nature. But I see this pattern in most of my women clients. Um, they want to have that, that solution, to find that solution to just heal their own problems, to heal their own traumas and so on. And my response is, that's not the way in which you should heal yourself. And I ask them, have you tried uh, healing techniques? And they say, yeah, we've tried basically all of them. And I say, well, that's not the way not the, that's not the right way for you to fix your problems. Because as a woman, 
you are not okay i'll just say this in another way as a person that that possesses most of his internal of or her internal energy polarized into femininity you are not meant to solve because solving it's a masculine trait Mm-hmm. You as a woman, you are meant to dance around the problem, to just spin around the problem or to spin around the fire until the fire settles down naturally. Yeah. Masculine energy is the action and the problem solving yeah. energy. And so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so basically I teach the I teach my female clients to just dance around their problems, to dance mm-hmm. around their traumas. Mm-hmm. To just learn to be a mother before they are actually a mother. You can easily be a mother too. And that's something that most of those masculine guys have the hardest time to understand. Basically, you can be a mother as a man just by simply giving that nurturing energy to anyone that needs it. I want to just take a second to clarify for people. When we say energy, how would you describe what energy is? Well, um, I think that um, I think that I'll go with the definition uh, used by the Chinese medicine. So, just pure prana, pure chi, which is just an accumulation of um, particles, physical particles. I'm not into physics and so on, but <laughs> that's the explanation that they use. So, it's just an accumulation of energy that becomes polarized into a masculine polarization or a feminine polarization, depending on your circumstances of your lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So when we talk about masculine and feminine energy, if a woman or... So when... how, How... does this come into play for someone who might have never had experience with learning about masculine and feminine energy? How does this come into play with healing? How would you describe that? Uh, Well, first of all, I'm gonna be honest with you. I rarely deal with uh, clients that that do not have even the smallest experience with some sort of an energy healing or some sort of understanding about spirituality. And not because I don't want to do that, just because there are some steps in this journey that you should take by yourself. So this journey sometimes is very, very individual. And sometimes you go to a healer. I myself, I've gone through many, many periods in which I did not have any healers around me. It was just needed for me to be with my own pain and to not understand even the smallest 
uh, bit of my pain just to be with it. So sometimes it happens to me just to say to a client, we are not uh, meant to work together just stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't want to help, just because your journey is now with yourself. It's a lonely journey with yourself right now. So, um, yeah. And also, I try to always like sense the energy of the person that I have the opportunity to work with. And some of them are not spiritual at all, but they help, they have some spiritual impulses. So for example, I had a, a session, I think one week ago with a, with a guy from India and he was not passionate about spirituality at all, but he had some very, very spiritual uh, impulses like being kind to other people, like um, just mm-hmm. embracing others' emotions without judging them. That's, that's a spiritual foundation, even though you might not be aware of it. So I'm not talking about uh, a person should know different energy techniques or, and so on. I mean, you should start with your inner fire. So you should have some bits of inner fire in yourself that need the... Uh, healing adjustment or so mm-hmm. that's a that's an interesting thought the inner fire i like that yeah well basically in my life it was everything about inner fire and um actually i have to be honest with yourself i did not develop most of my techniques actually most of my gifts while uh, being healed by therapists Actually, in those deep, dark nights of the source of the soul, in those nights, I, I've developed myself. Mm-hmm. So even though you might reach to a healer or a therapist, most of the journey is done by yourself, with yourself. Mm-hmm. And not because the world is cold, not at all. It's just because um so for example right now i have a client a woman client and she's just about to be able to use more of her intuition and to develop her uh, psychic abilities and uh, we've come a long way since i started working with her and she's now very very used to me holding her while she experiences different techniques and so on and i've told her now is the time for me to just get out of your way, to just go back. To, like I've entered the cave with you and I'm here for your protection. But from now on, you have to go by yourself because with yourself, you, are be, you, are, you will be able to find those gifts and you will be able to see those gifts. Because if you only look at me for support, you won't be able to look at your gifts. Mm-hmm. So this is like the... The slippery slope of, of working with a therapist because we, we will help you a lot. But the beautiful thing is that most of your benefits are entirely related to your inner fire. Meaning how brave you are to just walk into your traumas, to just go into them and, and to just let yourself be stepped by your own pain 
Because when your pain stabs you, it just stabs those triggers, those painful moments. So basically, pain destroys itself if you let it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically, as a therapist, the one thing that I told my people is that I don't want you to become uh, like desperate about my, my, my presence because I'm not into that. I, I don't like gurus. I don't want to be a guru. I like to have around me people that uh, are grounding, grounded in their own energy. So basically, the way I approach my relationship with the clients is okay. Right now, you might need a little bit of, uh, of a nurturing attitude from me. And I'll be the mother for you. Mm -hmm. Or I'll be the father. Mostly, I'm called to be the mother. <laughs> and that's just the irony of being a male sometimes. So mostly, I'm called to, be, to being a mother. But at some point, I just have to let my clients go. Because yeah. if they just remain with me, they won't be able to find their motherhood energy in themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, when I started being an energy healer, I had a, just, um, I had a master. And after he gave me my Reiki initiation, I felt like, like not working with him anymore. And he was very, very disappointed about this. And I said, I don't know why, but I don't feel like working with you. Not just, not because you are a bad person or something like this. I just feel like going on this road by, my, by myself. And most of my gifts started to show up while being by myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So basically, I like, I like to teach people to be self-reliant. And in that attitude of being self-reliant, not to become cold or frustrated, but to just find that... Um, that loving energy of your own presence. Mm -hmm. Just to make love with yourself sometimes. Tell me more about what it means to actually really love yourself. I'll give you a very, very good example. So as I've told you, most of my energy is very, very feminine. I have, my main gifts are feminine. I'm not good with logic. I'm good with intuition. I don't um, think about decisions. I feel my decisions. So I go with, with my gut instinct. Um, I don't like discipline. I like flow. I don't have a schedule. I'll just, I just do what I want to do. So basically, basically from, a, from many, many standpoints, I act with lots of feminine energy. Now, one of my friends told, told me once, you know, he said, um, I like the fact that you are so, um, you feel so good with yourself. That's what he told me. But uh, you won't be able to find a partner, a woman, if you are just so much immersed in your feminine energy. He said because he's, and he's, he said that uh, you won't be able to find a woman because most women uh, look for masculine types of energy and you won't be able to find your match. And I said, and I think I'm going to be just perfectly okay with this. I don't think I'm, I miss so much. So basically, because I, I allowed myself to be myself, I've, I developed that sense 
of loving what I am, no matter why, what I am. And that's being okay with losing sometimes. I've lost a lot. I've lost a lot with being myself. And I have also gained many, many things. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that even while losing, I felt so much love with myself because I was losing something that was not me. Mm-hmm. So the, the way I describe self-love is just allowing yourself to be what you feel like being and loving what you are. But that love is not something that you push. It's not something that you summon to come into your experience. It's just something that happens naturally. And it happens while you give that nurturing motherhood, motherhood type of energy to yourself. So basically, I've gone through multiple periods of hating myself and then loving myself. But the most self-love I've been able to develop was while I was deeply, deeply depressed. Because in those moments, I had to look at everything that I was and then love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for giving me the safety to to share this. Yeah, of course. One thing that you just reminded me of is usually when we have some sort of pain, whether it's emotional or physical or anything else, we try to kind of maybe numb it out, ignore it or stuff like that. But really when it's coming, one of the best things that we could do is ask it, what is it trying to tell us? because it's trying to tell you something. That's why the pain is there. Sometimes, yeah, it's trying to tell you something. Sometimes it's, it's just an, an, uh, an old voice, let's say. Mm-hmm. It meant something in your past, but it doesn't mean too much in your present. Yeah, maybe like an inner critic. Yeah. Yeah. Inner critic that was, was good back then or was useful back then is not up to date anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit weird, but when it comes to my preferences regarding life, I don't want to just feel like 70% out of life. I like to just feel it all. So if I, if I have to just go through some darker periods, let it be the darkest ones. Let me immerse myself, not into my own pain, but the, in the idea of pain. And not because I like pain, just because I think that if you allow yourself to go entirely into those deep holes of your soul, you will be able to discover some major gifts that you are not uh, aware of. Yeah. So one thing that I tell my clients is don't go 50% on your traumas. Don't just cry a little bit, cry, cry everything. Just put everything on the table. Mm-hmm. And not because, not because, um, I'm a strong um, 
not because I deeply believe in that process of catharsis. It's not because, not because of this. I just want the people to finally feel the experience with every cell of their being. Because, for example, I'm a therapist right now, but um, as I've told you, I have a past in law. And um, because I was able to go through those darker nights of the soul, uh, I was very, very accustomed to the idea of being in pain and to idea of and into the idea of living in fear. And when some, uh, some of my friends ask me, aren't you afraid to make this step from being into law to being a therapist? I said, not, I'm not afraid. Yeah. And they said, how could you not be afraid? Yeah. I said, well, just because I'm not afraid, just because, because I have experienced the idea of living in pain. I think I've experienced pain with every cell of my being. Thus, the worst case scenario was me living it again, if, that, if this career fails to be successful. But mm -hmm. I've been able to stand up from that pain. So yeah. in the worst case, I, I will just relive my past. Mm -hmm. So out of that pain inner strength became my main gift that's why i'm with my clients i'm like i'm like let's let's not just run from your traumas let's just not find a solution just right now let's just let's just be with it for a second mm -hmm. and find the sweetness in your pain because if you just focus on it you might find just a crying child so just so much innocence placed in your own pain. Yeah, that's such a good point that when we're starting something or doing something that we might be scared of or we might feel fear around, to think about what it actually really is the worst possible outcome. And then what are you going to do if that happens? Or And really be honest with yourself because when you really know what's the worst possible outcome then you can kind of prepare for it not like setting yourself up for failure or anything but then just mentally knowing what is that worst outcome and then you can go into there I feel like probably more confidently and another idea that I give to my clients regarding what you have already said when it comes to them overcoming their fears is that, for example, in my own case, how do I uh, choose what decision to make? It's a very, very simple thought process. So for example, in my own case, at the end of my life, I want to write a book about my life story. And I, am, uh, I get bored very, very easy. So I just want my book to be good to be inspiring. I just want to read my book with enthusiasm and curiosity. So when I face multiple decisions in my life, I think which one of these is the best suitable for my book that I'll write probably in 50 years from now. <laughs> and I, cho I choose that decision based on the enthusiasm that 
it might give to me when I will be able to read it from the book. Yeah, that's a really that's how cool I way gave to up look at it. That's how I gave up law and I became a therapist. In my mind, it was like, that would be a good story to share in my book, <laughs> no mm. matter what. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it because we're constantly writing our lives through our actions that we make every single day and they all add up. I always, there's so many ways that we could look at it, but um, one, one that I like is life is your canvas and no one can paint it but you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just put the most interesting colors on, on that canvas. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I was actually listening to a Jordan Peterson video. I don't remember what it was called, but he said something about there's some games in life where you're either all in or you're all out. And he was talking about how when we're alive and we're on earth and we're like living, we're all in. It's not like we can just be dead some of the times. Like we're always alive. And that really made me kind of, it was just kind of an interesting thought. I had never heard of something like that or really thought of it that way before. And so it's like, if we're gonna be all in in our lives, like, shouldn't we make it something so divine, so incredible and amazing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, I think uh, you, you, you just simply can't know the moment when you are going to die. And this not knowing it's very, very special because you just have to live with intensity because you might know if you could catch another second on this planet. So, for example, I ask myself one question multiple times in a year, let's say, which is if I were, to give the to receive the opportunity to live my life again with all those pains losses wins traumas and circumstances would i take it would i take that uh, that opportunity would you um honestly i'm not sure yeah me neither so it's it's just one question that it's still on the back of my head and I cannot give it a resounding yes. Not, not now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, like, the type of an ideal life, to just be able to say uh, with full belief, yes. Mm -hmm. I can't control what happened to me in the past but I can control what I choose to do in the moving forward, so. Yeah, but would you, would you choose to leave your pains again to become the person that you are today in order to become the person that you are today? 
because in my case, in my yeah, case, it's, I, I no. don't know. I don't know. Some, <laughs> some of my pains are so deep that. Yeah. And so it was just so painful and, you know, I'm still healing from it. I'm not perfect by any means at all. And so I don't, I can't give you a yes, but I also wouldn't say no, like concretely either, because I do know that as a soul on a soul journey, I've definitely learned a lot. So do you have any final messages that you'd like to share with listeners? Give you, I'll give you some sentences that my guides gave me firstly when I encountered them. And they said that my strategy, but this is applicable to most of your listeners, I believe. So they said that my strategy in life is called the sweet step into the unknown. Meaning that you have to move, but you cannot see the light in front of yourself you maybe just you are able to see just the light from your next step but not you are not able to see the horizon so basically you have to move and you won't know the direction of your moves and while you make those steps don't they don't make those steps with fear make them with courage like you are dancing with those steps make them to be feel to be felt like they are sweet and that's what they said these are called the sweet steps into the unknown moving gracefully into the darkness while still feeling the subtle juiciness of being a part of this journey mm-hmm. that's a really good name for a book yeah yeah <laughs> I, I really like that idea well the ideology the strategy that it. i i is basically the strategy that uh, i use on a daily basis i don't know what i'm going to do tomorrow mm-hmm. it's just these are just steps into the unknown i don't know my goal i don't know my direction i just move gracefully as life dictates me to to move yeah are there any resources that you like to share with listeners or maybe things that you might tell yourself that like affirmations that you would want to share i rarely use affirmations so it's it's not my cup of tea these are not my cup of tea um one thing that i do and uh, one thing that um, I think is available to most of us is to just, I teach this exercise to my clients because it's just very, very useful and simple to use. So I just take my hands and I place them on those body parts that hurt the most while I live my own traumas. So basically, if uh, I have right now, let's say a fear of being abandoned, or my fear of abandonment is being triggered, I just take my hands and place it on those body parts that feel that sense of hurt while the trigger is being activated. So basically, if I feel that sense of abandonment, I might place my hands on my belly. Now, why the hands? Because it is believed 
that with one hand you give energy from the universe into your body you are extracting that old pathogenic energy you're extracting it out of your body and you are giving it to the, to the universe so basically this is an exercise or, or a resource that you can use by yourself and it works every time mm-hmm. yeah, up like to a certain that. degree up up to a certain degree because from a certain degree you need to be able to make love with your pain tell me more about what you mean by that yeah i mean just like like dancing with it like admiring it like hugging it i mean just treat your pain like you would treat your lover your significant other Mm-hmm. This is how I, I've been able to treat myself. I was just holding my heart while, while it, was, it was crying and moaning and groaning and screaming. I, when I went through a major emotional detox, I, I experienced probably the most intense um, emotional reaction that was actually physical. I started vomiting. And mm-hmm. while I was vomiting, I was holding my own uh, with the hands, I was putting them on my heart and I was sensing my pain. And I was like, this is my internal talk right now. Oh, baby, it's OK. There is all out. I'm here with you. If you mm-hmm. want to cry, if you want to vomit, if you want to just burn inside of me, I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just here. I'm not scared about you. I don't want to change. I don't want to change you. I'm just here with your screams. So scream as loud as possible because I'll hear those. Uh, I'll just make love out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really beautiful way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. This is how you become a good lover, actually. Not by improving your qualities, but by being able to firstly make love with your own pain. Mm -hmm. To just dance with it. To look at your own insecurities and be like, oh, babe, you're having a bad day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, just let me hug. I know that you are feeling insecure and you feel like uh, you are not worthy now. And I won't try to give you another story or a paradigm that you are worthy now. I won't try to change you. Just let me hug you while you cry your insecurities out. Yeah, so it sounds a lot like accepting and allowing. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and knowledge. Where can listeners find you and connect with you? Well, in Romania, they could find me if they feel like uh, going on a trip. But actually, on the so- social media, uh, they can find me at uh, Shelban Goza Therapy. Uh, this is the only place that uh, in which they can find me right now because um, I do most of my activity uh, remotely. Yeah, so that's uh, on Instagram mm-hmm. at Sherban Groza Therapy. And also on my website, if they want to work with me one-on-one, it's sherbangrozatherapy.com. 
Okay, sounds good. So just for the people who might be only interested in listening to just the audio, I'll spell it out. Yeah. So it's S-E-R-B-A-N-G-R-O-Z-A therapy. Just so yeah. people can be 100% sure. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on again. I really appreciate your help. Thank you for having me. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode today. You can find Serban on Instagram at Serban Therapy. If you enjoyed this talk, I'd recommend checking out his Instagram page where he has a lot of content about similar topics. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Next week's episode will be about the four currencies of life with Robert Riopel. Robert is an international best-selling author, app designer, entrepreneur, and trader who has spent the last 18 plus years traveling the world sharing his passion. I usually do a solo episode following a guest episode, but I decided that I want to take one month off to focus on creating content. Okay, so about the giveaway. Get closer to your authentic self and the best version of you with a one-hour complimentary intuitive reading provided by Serban Groza and a one-hour coaching session with me, which is valued at $189. How to enter. First step is to follow me at Dear Lovely Universe and Serban at Serban Groza Therapy on Instagram. Step two is tag a friend in the comments section. More tags equals more entries and you get max three. And good luck! The giveaway starts July 9th, 10 a.m. PST and ends July 11th at 12 p.m. PST. One winner will be announced on Monday, July 12th via Instagram stories. Entries are accepted internationally and are not limited to the U.S. Cheers to growing, learning, and getting closer to your fullest potential. I am so happy for you. And I'll talk to you next week.